How's it going, everyone? It's Monday, June 21st, 2021. You're listening to Two and a Half Hoopers, Eric Dampier's favorite basketball podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Lehman. With me, joined by Josh Rhodes, finally back after a two months of vacay. How you doing? Full party in here today. I'm excited. Full party just to smoke that Philly pack. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> and I'm joined here with George, uh, operating off his iPhone 6 in his new house with no Wi-Fi. How you doing? Uh, this is either going to go bad or, or good, so we'll see how I don't see a way it goes good, but I'm so happy to have a full squad again. Um, I I did a solo pod on Friday. I, I got, like, really tired really quickly. My throat hurt afterwards. Uh, but it, you might as well have been doing the solo pod when George was uh, cracking up every five to ten seconds. That was a horrible pod. But um, before we get into this, uh, Jay Gardhouse, here's your shout out. Thanks for listening. He, he was getting all upset. He was doing a, he was having a Jake moment. You never shout me out. Here you go, Jake. We second most valued listener after, of course, Jay Sports, Frankie. I swear to God, if you baked me on the pod one more time, but you don't say like firecracker in the pod and the comments next, I'm gonna be so upset because you don't listen. You simply don't listen. But good episode for the fans. Uh, Bucks win a game seven thriller. Uh, Clips send Jazz to Cancun. Hawks with the biggest ups of the playoffs thus far. And Kemba uh, trade and a new segment very near and dear to our hearts. Happy Father's Day. Who's your daddy? Which we will elaborate on more. Uh, Josh so kindly <laughs> thought of the idea because he's he's hilarious. I mean, just look at his name. But uh, remember, if you guys like it, be sure to make sure to follow us at TH Hoopers, Instagram and Twitter. Um, drop a comment. We'll respond. Uh, thank you, Danny Stiff, for saying that solo me hits different. It means a lot. I don't know if I agree with it, but it do hit different, good or bad. Appreciate you, Stiff. Uh, I just want to say that he just made you were just like, oh, why don't you look at his name? If you're not watching on YouTube, which you should, TH Hoopers, my name is Harden's Good Hamstring. So... <laughs> And he doesn't only have one. That's a great segue into the first game we're going to cover. Saturday, me and George hit the dugout of Simi Valley. No masks needed. <laughs> right at the bar. <laughs> and we watched Bucks Nets. And it was best game of the playoffs so far, um, which the Clippers had a short run, uh, run of having the best game of the playoffs so far. Because the next day we had this game overtime. Katie, 48 points in a game seven most of all time. But he could not end the game because his big, fat, size 18-foot was on the line uh, to tie the game up. It was a two. We go to overtime instead of uh, setting the Bucks home. Ooh, how, how much that could change and how much of a domino effect that might be uh, similar to the uh, Kawhi four-bound shot. I kind of related to that uh, in kind of a different way. Uh, but Giannis, 40 points, 13 boards. I know we got a whole lot of game to talk about, uh, but I'll start with Josh here. You watched on your uh, one of your many lunch breaks during your 12-hour shift at Shake Shack. <laughs> what did you think of this game? Oh, man. Yeah, no, I was talking to you earlier. I really thought he ended it. I was across the I was across the rest. The TV's across from where I was working, and I looked, and they're like, oh, they're up two. And I saw Kevin Durant do a turnaround. I was like, there's no way that wasn't a three, uh, unfortunately. Um, I know we have a lot of game to talk about, but most importantly, I think uh, – Donuts from the Nets bench. And well, to be fair, donuts as far as minutes played for everyone not named Nick Claxton, Landry Shaman. Nick Claxton doesn't count. He played one. Yeah, played a second. I think yeah. he played the very end. I don't know. But Jeff Green, that's probably the most notable one. Uh, Joe Harris struggled really bad. The Nets kind of uh, – the Nets fans were not happy about the Joe – the Joe Harris slander was, was very prominent. Um, 
I'm gonna let George kind of do the uh, the Milwaukee praise. Oh, he's breathing kinda, hard already. <laughs> that's that's kind of he he's really excited. So I'll, I'll kind of just talk about. Uh, I'm just gonna say I'm a firm believer that the Nets have practically zero chance of winning this series if the big three is fully healthy the entire series. There's absolutely no way. It's hindsight bias, obviously, but for them to literally be two. Two shoe sizes away from winning with one and a half of their super ass hockey stick. Um, Yeah, I guess I have to mention James Harden did not look like himself. He tried to do it on Uh other parts of it, Uh, but you can only do so much on a grade two hamstring strain. You would know a lot about that, Mister Doctor. But yeah, did not shoot well. Uh, He had a lot of bad decision makes toward uh, the end of the game. Also, Uh, really sad that they wasted a Kevin Durant performance like this. But man. It was a very fun game to watch. I can't really be upset with it at all. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to bridge the gap between we had a – because we had a heavy Nets guy, and then me and George had the Bucks. But, George, he's been doing a parade on Instagram, so I'll let him have his credit. <laughs> I had Bucks and six. He had Bucks and seven. No, okay, no. Before George gets on, <laughs> no, there's no reason for me to wake up in the morning – Father's Day. I woke up pretty early, and the first thing that Jake Cardhouse, shout out Jake Cardhouse again, sends is, "I can't believe George tweeted Giannis is better than Hakeem." That wasn't exploded. real. I my didn't tweet exploded. that out. I didn't tweet that out. Went on Twitter, deleted, absolutely deleted. He was not. Trying it to was get taken out of context, man. So yeah, uh, being the banning back to being the voice of reason, I had the Bucks, but I agree with Josh here, and I know George won't because even if he does in his thick little skull, he won't say it because he <laughs> he simply wants to be the Bucks guy. Can't but just, if, just can't hide if that this Greek is a healthy this is a healthy series, my Bucks and six pick it would get put in a pack on Twitter. That that, that <laughs> it, it would be Nets in five if we had a healthy, hard and healthy Kyrie. So with that being said, George, okay, I know we have a lot of thoughts in this game. We like we hit that like I said, we hit the dugout of Simi Valley because Buffalo Wild Wings had a 30 minute wait and dugout would see us right away. So just what do you see from this game? And then we'll break down some games from after you I get your overall thoughts. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was probably the best game of the playoffs, like you mentioned. Uh, Buck shot really well from three, shot 42%, which I kind of noted in a game seven, they needed to kind of shoot the lights out in order to win. Yanni was incredible all game, especially late in that second half when the Nets kind of, Nets were running away with a, a little bit, but then uh, he hit a bucket. Chris Middleton had some really big shots down the stretch as well. Uh, PJ Tucker again. He was good for him. Uh, their whole starting lineup was in double figures. <laughs> that was pretty key. I, I'm probably going to cut out a lot. But down the stretch, uh, Nets did have a lot of chances to win this game. There was a lot of stupid plays from the Bucks, like Lehman and I were talking about at the bar. Uh, whether it was that inbound to Brooke Lopez or I forget the other <laughs> one. But, yeah, they had a lot of chances to win this game. But Bucks came out with it in the end thanks to uh, Kevin Durant stepping on the line and then airballing in clutch time. So just so you do know, George, you do sound uh, like an imbecile, but you haven't cut out yet. So good, oh, okay. good, good stuff. Uh, that mic is goofy, though. But yeah, just so yeah, we'll get into some uh, some deeper stuff, like the box score, the deepest of it all. Uh, Chris Middleton, 9 for 26. Drew Holiday, 5 for 23. And I I, I kept screaming at the TV out. Drew Holiday, we drove the ball downward into five minutes left in the game. And I'm like, let's see if he's worth those three first-rounders and those two pick swaps. <laughs> and... The one thing me and George kept begging them to do, because in the fourth quarter, all that because they didn't have any fast breaks going because Nets weren't turning the ball over too much in the fourth quarter. Uh, they still turn over a lot, but not in the fourth quarter a whole lot. It was that uh, it was either an ISO that never worked out for Middleton or Holiday, or it'd be a pick and roll with 
Holiday handling it, and then Giannis setting the screen. And it worked like five plays in a row. Then they went away from it. They're like, we're going to let Chris Middleton ISO for some godforsaken reason. And he ended up hitting the clutch shot in overtime. But I just wish they would have went back to that pick and roll a lot more. It wouldn't have been as close to the game. Uh, but, yeah, Josh, what did you see from uh, as far as the Bucks? What kind of stuck out? I hate I hate why PJ Tucker is getting so much credit. Kevin Durant just put up the most points ever for a game seven. And, oh, PJ Tucker, the, the superstar sh- stopper. Like, no. What? Like, is he kind of I mean, like, like how Iguodala was the LeBron stopper? Yeah. Like he had like 36, 10, and 10. It's literally the same thing. It's disgusting. It's it's disgusting that he's getting praise. Like you could put anybody else on the Bucks, like on Kevin Durant, he put up the same amount of points. It's like there's there's like I'm glad you say that because I'm sitting there eating my burger (laughs) and I'm begging the TV to put Giannis on 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 KD, right? And then PJ Tucker fouls out. And I'm like Okay, here's the chance. Oh, here comes Chris Middleton Drew, walking over. Drew goofy. Holiday. They put oh. Drew Holiday in with the then, you know, worked, that, that game-tying shot where he hit that turnaround three, he barely got over Chris Middleton, who's probably, you know, 6'8". If only they had a taller defensive player of the year to put on Kevin Durant to not make it such an unmakeable <laughs> shot from KD. But, no, Giannis <laughs> is hanging in the corner, grinning Bruce Brown. And that, dro- that drove me bananas. I know what George dro- dro- drove George bananas, too. Um, is, uh, we talk about this a lot, George. Is this probably the biggest instance of it? Because we've seen, you know, Kawhi's been kind of hammered about that. He he deed up on Luca and he deed up on Donovan Mitchell, and he, mm-hmm. he he still proved he's a great defender. We know Giannis is, but he he guarded KD in game uh, game six, I believe it was, when they really needed that that win. But he didn't do it in game seven, and was he tired because he played a lot of the game? But KD's coming off an Achilles tear; he played fifty three minutes. So I don't really like that excuse there. So what did you take of the whole Giannis not guarding KD and driving me insane? Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to step up for the moment for that. And some of it is also coaching. And we heard from him post game in game six. He said, you know, if coach wants me to do it, I'll do it. And it's kind of just like, well. Did he say that this series too? Yep. Just like in Miami. <laughs> this isn't a quote for the Miami series. Nope. He said that this year too. Oof. And. It just it, it makes you wonder, like, what are you doing? Because if you see Chris Middleton and Drew getting beat up at the three-point line, shouldn't you be like, okay, I'm taking him no matter what? And I'd be like, yes, coach, I'll do what you say. Someone pointed out on Twitter, there's a lot of yes men on the Bucks. I don't know if you guys agree with that for Bud, but – That's been like that all the time since Jason Kidd was coaching there. That's, that's yeah, I don't know if that's – hasn't been a culture that's been shifted with just, uh, the that's how, trade. That's how their organization runs. But, yeah, I – I don't get it. And and like you said earlier, and you mentioned at the bar, I guess I shouldn't see, be saying bar because we're all under 21 here, but... Um, you know how I'd be. <laughs> uh, yeah, if he was... Even if he was on him for a few shots beforehand, he's the only guy that can really affect a KD shot. And we saw one of the regular season games, he also blocked KD uh, late in the game. So it was just really... It was just really uh, interesting to see. I didn't like it at all, but I, I don't know. They got away with it. I will give the Bucks defense credit because I didn't see a whole lot of other people scoring in the fourth besides KD. And a lot of that was because Joe Harris goes three for 10 uh, and Harden goes five for 17 on that one good hammy. Uh, I guess I'll, I got a question for Josh. So we'll go there and then I'll give George's Wi-Fi a break. So we'll start with Josh. Um, what did you see from Harden? We haven't seen you. Have you had you on the pod uh, since he came back? <laughs> so he didn't look good so, before. He didn't look good I, here. Just again, your take from- on Harden. Firm believer that he only came back because Kyrie went out. That's I believe the, I believe that too. That's the sole reason that they had to put him in the series. If it was just Durant, as we saw, I don't. They don't. They didn't think it would be enough. Um, 
and it still didn't really look like enough. It looked like game five. They definitely uh, got the advantage just because the Bucks were still kind of worried at how much Harden could do. And he's, he's a phenomenal posterior defender, like in the paint, like he's a brick wall. It's, it's insane. It's really funny to watch. Um, I, yeah, game six, I thought they'd be able to put it away, but they would have had to do it really quickly. And the Bucks kind of just hung around and then they kind of just blew him out of the water toward the end. Uh, and then in this game, he got a few lucky shots. I know he, I thought I thought I watched the the, cl- the clutches shot and I was going to rave about it. He hit one. It went off the backboard and it went in. They went up five. I was like, all right, they're just got to keep scoring and they're going to win. I looked at George and I was like, that might be that might be it. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was like, oh, shoot, like that's the shot. Everybody was hyped, but did not look like himself at all. It looked like he took off he was starting to take off offensive possessions. I remember he like lobbed the ball, tried to lob it over Middleton to get it to Durant for a fast break, just, but he just enabled to get the strength on the ball. And a lot of the time it was just really hard for him to move. Uh, it is a grade two. So for the non Jordan, for the non Dr. Martins out there in the world, that's a pretty, it's a pretty immobilizing injury, uh, but props him for playing. I mean, honestly, he probably did them better just because like the name threat, like whenever he's on the court, you leave him open, he's going to make it. So, I mean, it was, it's, it was really rough to watch though. And it sucked uh, to when I, I saw that he was coming back and I was like, Oh, cause Kyrie's not going to be able to come back. It's just. I'm on the, you know, Harden's kind of lame in the playoffs, but I disagree. I think his passing really was there. He had that beautiful half court dime to KD with that and one. Oh, yeah. I, I that that uh and then like you said, when Harden has the ball and he takes a step back three, he goes two for twelve here. Every time he goes up, you're like, oh, <laughs> you're like that, that's Harden. That's yeah. Harden step back, so you're scared of that. So just the name threat, you got that right in the head. And he he rested once one second this game in an overtime, fifty two minutes and fifty nine seconds. Uh, so props to Harden. Yeah. Now George. Uh, none of us here are really on the uh, the Coach Bud train, but they win this game, and the defense <laughs> looked good. Besides the Giannis not on KD, uh, and we he get a report how they won. I'm on the way back from the swap meet from uh, for Father's Day, and I get a oh, report. Oh. Coach Bud has secured his job essentially for next year. He's come a long way. I don't know what he's proven in the last year, where they're like, you know what, nah, he's worth keeping around. But he's done it. Never kind of the men's cheddar good for him. What did you take about his coaching this series? And then uh, what do you think about him staying around? This series could have been won in five or six games if he actually had adjustments and used, like, better roster – or what is it? Better lineups and just better schemes. I mean – Rotations. Rotations, lineups. No, yes, no crazy-ass Bobby Portis in game seven. Yeah, he was playing Yanis's brother, Thanasi, which I guess – I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> then they played, like, Eli Bryant. I don't even know who that guy is. He's on a two-way. Portis provides – a lot of versatility as a he can play a five, he can stretch the floor too, he can hit threes, and that's kind of perfect for the series where there's not a lot of big men on the nets. But uh, Eli Bryant, no picture on NBA games. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, leaving Brooke out there actually was pretty serviceable. I know I've been kind of clamoring all year that now they got PJ, they can slide Yanni at the five, but he did provide spacing, which did help Yanni's get inside a lot, and he did hit a lot of threes. He was very good from three this series. So I will commend him on that. But just defense, like if you put Yanis on KD, when he was on him in game six, KD went one for seven with a few turnovers. I just feel like if you threw that out there for two or three games, you steal some. 
and you make it a quicker series and you get out of there and you can be able to rest. I, I didn't really see a lot of adjustments. It was just like same starting lineups, Bud saying, you know, we, we're going to do what we do. And I think Lehman made a point of that on the pod earlier. Uh, Josh, what do you want to say? No, you can finish. I just have a closing thought because we've been I was going to, I was going to have Josh wrap us up too. Yeah. So George, you, yeah. you finish your, you, you finish the podcast as complete thought on uh, coach Bud. Yeah. I, so mean, I trust you. He said before, like, you know, we're not going to change what we do. It's it's what's gotten us here. And you can't really do that in the playoffs because everybody's changing their schemes and stuff. Nobody keeps the same uh, rotations and shit from the regular season. So that's all I really have to say. I, I knew them getting through this series, no matter what, was going to basically keep his job because now it's like, oh, we took down the big bad Nets, even though, let's be real, they were hurt and compromised. But that's how the season goes. So I don't really know what he did differently from, from last year because there's not a whole lot, but uh, the game is the game. Well, I do have one thing to say to George real quick. I just remembered I was going to ask you this about Bud when I got that stupid notification that he was sticking around. Mil- who's the healthiest team in the playoffs this year, George? It's probably Milwaukee. I mean, they're only missing Dante. I guess you could you could go with the Suns, but Chris Paul did. It's one hundred percent Milwaukee. It's kind of rhetorical. Um, they, oh. they, they've only missed. Oh, they've only missed DiVincenzo. Suns have missed CP three. Everyone's missing stars. Um, is that on Bud? Because like we said, he doesn't play his guys that many minutes. Is there a connection there? Is that just like a little lucky uh, little connection? What you're saying, him kind of preserving their minutes led to this down the line. Yeah, we we have that quick turnaround, and then they're the only they're the last team standing essentially. Not Them really. The Hawks. Th- there's been injuries where it's like you know Kyrie lands on a guy's leg and CP3 catches COVID even though he might have been back. Like, did I you say know. Kyrie lands on somebody's leg? He did. You mean Giannis steps on Kyrie's ankle? No, 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 <laughs> I'm kidding, no, I'm no, kidding, silly goose. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Anyways, uh, to wrap. <laughs> to wrap this up, because George will talk about Milwaukee for an hour and a half. Um, last time something like this happened with a really a team that was supposed to do a lot, Kyrie went out with an ankle injury. Uh, LeBron James 2015 had absolutely nobody. They lost. And somebody was named the LeBron stopper. And then the next year, they won the championship. I'm just going to say right now, if the Nets can keep healthy next year, they are probably the favorites, just from so, what I've seen this So season. we can book it, James Harden next year, 15 points, 10 assists, the Kevin Love stat line, where he's just – No, that's Blake Griffin, actually, who has suddenly where the – Where the hell do, do they fit in? Where, where, Blake, is Kyrie Blake Harden Griffin? one player now? <laughs> no, Harden's just like a little additional piece. They're adding a little extra flavor to it. Did the Nets do enough? Because you said they're going to be a favorite to kind of stop the, the it, meeting. It was Kyrie's knee. George did, George did text me, but we'll just say Kyrie went out with an injury. Did they the do rest. enough to stop that narrative of there's only one ball? <laughs> did yes, they stop that? Yes, yes, I, I agree. So absolutely. I know we're going to get, we're gonna get I mean, like, Shannon I, Sharp I mean, on there saying it. But the thing is, they, like, we under estimated how good Harden is as a passer just just because the years of playing point guard for D'Antoni so that's I guess just to wrap it up like yeah they definitely can make it work especially because they're all homies too so that's always a good thing yeah honestly I got nine more prompts uh to talk to you guys about but for this Bucks Nets but let's get the hell out of here Sixers Hawks as a series Friday game six. <laughs> uh Hawks or no Sixers get the uh the clutch win in game six and to game seven in the A oh no he left Bye, George. Hopefully, he'll be back. Um, But I got my man, Josh. Uh, Sixers, Hawks, game seven. I don't know how much we're going to talk about game six because we could just give the Sixers some props. 
they they won the game they're supposed to in no. the A. No, no. But what do you mean no? No, no. Oh my god. No need okay. to talk about it. Or I'm no just gonna start. Game? I'm gonna just start by saying. I had Philly in five, so this was this series hurt me the absolute most. I had Philly in I six. Knew, I was like in the back, back of my head. <laughs> uh, there, George is back. Uh, I yeah, Philly in five. I thought this was like basically like a hundred percent Philly was going to take it. They didn't. Game six was horrible to watch. They had so many opportunities to blow the game, and Atlanta just didn't take advantage of it. And in this one, it was the complete opposite. Atlanta many times opened the door wide open. So close to Meek Mill ringing the victory Liberty Bell, and they just did not do it. And that last play, and the I know the Ben Simmons play where he just missed passes up a wide open dunk. And I've been a Ben Simmons defender for as long as I can remember, and it is becoming increasingly difficult. I know we'll talk about them uh, when we get into free agency. They are now more. They are now one of the more interesting free agency teams because they got some work to do. And we really didn't think that they'd have some work to do. Uh, Doc Rivers, again, I'm going to let George kind of praise Atlanta because after after his five different mental changes on who's going to win the series, he landed on Atlanta. So I'm sure he wants to talk about them. I really don't think Atlanta played that great of a series. This is definitely like if we're going to ask like the Russ question, Philly lost this series. They had multiple times. They, they should have won game four. They should have won game five. This series should have gone five. Blew it. <laughs> And it's just, uh, I don't know. They almost won game one. Remember the whole bunt, the like kerflunk that the Hawks had? They were they almost yeah, gave it to Philly? I mean, okay. I'm going to admit that watching, watching Trey Young be absolutely abysmal, but still have so much courage to just talk is so hilarious. Cause nobody's going to, nobody's going to talk to him. I guess I'm going to talk about the bigger aspect. Uh, or, I know we're the big reason that they lost was Ben Simmons and the reason Seth Curry had to kind of fill his shoes offensively. Uh, say it, but say it. what? I know what you're gonna say, Toby Harris. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I <laughs> and I agree. Four, I agree. He had 14 boards, but he's he's 33. You paid the guy. You paid him over Jimmy Butler essentially, and Jimmy didn't have a great Jimmy didn't have a great playoffs either. But I know for a fact if Jimmy Butler was playing a game seven against the Atlanta Hawks, Trey Young would have zero points and Jimmy would have 35. And I don't know. Like, this team is just – it. this feels like they should have won, but they didn't. And now that they've lost, it just feels like they just have so many underachieving players. And we kind of just talk about how good they are based on the potential of how good they can be. And they never amount to it. They keep disappointing the only player that really didn't disappoint is Embiid. And if you want to talk bad about Embiid, George, I'm going to remind you, he has one knee, one knee as a seven, one, like 300 pound man. He's basically playing like how Greg Oden normally plays. Like it's, it's, it's sad. Like he can't do as much as he wants to. He's still giving Capella the work. I think he had like 30 this game. It's, uh, this is not 31 and 11. It just pisses me off because I know I picked Philly to win the championship, like the whole thing, just because of how potentially good they could be. I thought Doc would stick it together. I thought Ben's offense would kind of be hidden by Toby and Seth Curry and their shooting, and Embiid wouldn't get hurt. All those, all those things basically happened, like the complete opposite of what I thought. Josh, would happen. Josh, the Sixers are the Sixers. We've had this conversation in the past. I know, four, I know, four, but I thought seasons. this year was. Di- I thought this year is different, and it. It bothers you sound me. like George. Maybe it's a new girl. She different, bro. She different. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> no, it's, it, it's it, the same old it, Sixers. It bothers me. It really does. Because why did this have to turn into a? a I, it was your turn. What's your turn? 
I yeah no we'll we'll get into it more but this is a this is the truly devastating and I'm starting to think that Embiid's starting to realize that uh, he's he's got to part ways with some of some of his other process players over here if he really wants to and compete. That name I don't is know Ben if, Simmons. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, I, I said the Ben Simmons slander, I, but I told George, well, we'll 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 stay on and beat a little bit, and then I'll let George go Hawks, and then we'll slander Ben Simmons because we have a whole lot of quotes to talk about, and that's kind of its own segment in itself. I told George, I was like, hey, because I've always been on the Embiid train. I'm like a beat over Jokic when healthy, just because defense, Jokic obviously won the MVP. I got it out. But I told George, if Embiid loses this series, I'm on Jokic because you can't go out in the second round of the Atlanta Hawks. And then I watched the game. And uh, yeah, Embiid has eight turnovers. Not pretty, but he's playing point guard for for the Sixers. <laughs> and uh, you say uh, his point guard's passing up open dunks because he because he he looks like he's stat patting like Russ Westbrook because he's scared to go also, to the free throw line. I know we can continue about this, but I just want again everybody. I know you don't follow. T- I know you're probably not listening to this or listening. Go follow George's Twitter, like his main Twitter, if you want to have laughs. Matisse Seibel got one one bad foul. Like, let me be clear. One bad foul in his entire career happened right now. George was smoking that Matisse Seibel pack. I, I thought he was Alex calling him Cruz. Andre Roberson. It was yeah, ridiculous. I Alex Caruso no, that was you. Man. You called him that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it, it right. was it was really funny. We haven't even talked stuff. about them. And they won the series, biggest upset of, of probably this playoffs. They didn't even play good. They didn't even play okay, good. Okay, I'm okay, so But they won. George, you had the okay. You had Sixers and five, then Sixers and six, then Sixers and five, then Sixers seven. and seven. I, okay, then yeah. the Hawks and seven. So <laughs> no, I'm no, 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 no. You said Hawks I, and six. I, I was and rooting. And six, and then Hawks and seven. I was rooting for the Hawks this game because of the, yeah. the, the, the Hawks, but I had the six make the finals. So that shows my where my priorities are. But you can be the Hawks guy. What did you see this game? And um, what yeah. what it, the, the reason you believed in them was it the reason that they won? A little bit. I, I thought Trey Young would have his like, you know, villain moment in the series where he would just go off for like forty and twelve, but he was struggling very badly. And uh the guy we all expected to show up, Kevin Herter, uh had twenty seven points in this game. He was phenomenal. He had Two big shots in the fourth, and then those three free throws that came off that tease foul that Josh just labeled. But just all around their scoring, I mean, their bench production, too. Uh, the big O out of USC, uh, Okongu, I think his last name is, he did provide some serviceable minutes. Uh, Capella had foul trouble. He did decent on Embiid. I'm going to say decent because a lot of the time he got cooked, but there were some times he got some stops. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Trey is just, he's such an incredible passer, too. I mean, he's throwing, like, left-handed skip passes to open guys or guys inside. And just the way he moves that offense is incredible. And my last point here, Nate McMillan, he he really got this team to buy in. To buy in. They were 13th seed at one point, like 12 teams under 500. And oh, not like, not that. <laughs> they were 14 and 20, though, when he was when Oh, I'm he sorry. I'm sorry. 14 and 20. I think that's where, it, yeah. And uh, they really have just bought in defensively. They 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 were pretty good this series at that. At times they were kind of letting guys uh, fired it up, but they they're just defensively sound. And that offense has been was really been great all year. But the defense I've noticed guys really buy in, and it didn't make a lot of sense to me that an assistant coach could get them to do that because he was always on the staff. But yeah, props to him on that. Well, what about Ty Lue? 
Yeah, we're not sh- talking about yeah. I, I'll get <laughs> assistant coaches Price. can make a difference. I'll get to Tyloo Price when we talk about the Clippers. Uh, Josh, anything you want to talk about for the Hawks? We're going to talk about them for in the preview. We're going to be talking about them for at least four games. Um, anything you want to add about this game though, and what you saw? I mean, I could name. I mean, John Collins fourteen and sixteen on six shots, playing great defense. I think he was be- better on Embiid than a uh, Capella was, and especially he was kind of like their tough guy. He was their guy that was kind of getting the face from and all that stuff. What did you say? Talking about Atlanta, I guess the one thing I can say, uh, they don't even have their two best perimeter defenders, in my opinion. And on top of that, they just get scoring. Like, we talk about how good Trey Young is, but, like, sometimes he just – he started the game, like, 0-7. And they they just have so many other options. Like, they have Bogey, they have Gallo, Herder, apparently, uh, Lou Will, and then – I mean, I'm going to go back because I want to make fun of George again. Uh, ben Simmons, the only player besides Shake Milton and uh, Furkan Korkmaz to have a positive plus minus. Ben Simmons, plus minus of one. So, uh, yeah, that's um, – so before you think of slandering Ben Simmons, George, think about how cool and crazy his plus minus is. Uh, but, yeah, no, and they don't have horrible defenders down low. Uh John Collins is obviously going to have to step up even more next round. We'll get into that later. But, I mean, Atlantis has stayed very grounded. And I think Trey Young speaks for the entire team. And he's definitely the guy to do so because he's the guy that backs it up probably the most. But, yeah, they – oh, bye, George. <laughs> I, I bullied him too hard. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta stayed grounded. I still think this this series falls more on Philly – but uh, not to discredit Atlanta at all. They definitely did what they had to do to win the series. Well, he's going to miss the Ben Simmons slander because, yeah, Hawks didn't play great, but they got the win because, uh, so yeah, that ben, Oh, see, so he's no not going to Carter play. Williams. <laughs> so, jo- just, Josh, what is your updated stance on Ben Simmons? You've defended him. I just want to see if you've jumped ship, if you say some dumb stuff that me and George can make fun of you for saying – but here's where I stand. He, he's got good vision. He's a good defender. But he's a negative to this team because uh, of it, just his lack I'm, of aggressiveness. I'm, I'm 110% in the same boat. I really – I know we had this talk earlier in the season and the season before. We were like, whose team is this? Is it Joel's? Is it Ben's? This is clearly Joel Embiid's team. Uh, the city rides with Joel Embiid. Pause. Uh, yeah, Ben Simmons, lack of aggress- aggression – uh, and he thrives in the, the thing is he thrives in the games where Embiid's not playing. And that's because I really like the idea of him being like a point center. I know it's really weird. And there are some teams I'm not, I'm not going to overreact like George and say Ben Simmons can get shipped off to China because he's still a all NBA first team defender. He has phenomenal vision. That's why he gets, he has the ability to play point guard, uh, but I don't think he fits well with this team. The The Sixers kind of need to revolve their team around Embiid. I think they need to kind of go with like an Orlando Magic uh, style, like back in the late twenty, uh, late 2000s, where they just had Dwight Howard and a bunch of shooters. And should, I think should they bring in Stan Van Gundy? He's on the market now. Not Stan Van Gundy. They should, bring, <laughs> they, they should just do – they should revolve their team around Embiid. And I like Tobias Harris as kind of like the second option as an ISO score. I know I hate him, but eventually sometimes maybe – 
he'll he'll be reliable. Like the Hito Turkoglu, like that's not a name <laughs> you really want to have, but maybe you'll get lucky. I don't think Ben Simmons and they. I still think that they can get a pretty good package for Simmons because again, he still has all these other things. So I don't think they really have to worry about his v- trade value, but I definitely think that it's time for the process to officially split up. And I have my mindset on who they should keep uh, for Philly. Yeah. I, I, ben Simmons as a one uh, is definitely worth the experiment, depending on what his trade value is. If you're a rebuilding team, uh, like if you're like, if you're the thunder, we're not the five, like honestly, yeah, yeah. If you're the thunder ship them for like, like just send some of your first over there and if get a guy Portland. who's an all NBA. If you're Portland. Yeah. And I don't want to get too into trade packages now. Cause we got to that for the off season and it'll take 10 more minutes. Uh, but George, are, are you going to completely slander? I'll, I'll give you a lob right here. The quote came out or it didn't come out. Doc just said it. He wasn't being like cheek or anything. They asked doc. They're like, Hey, can he be the point guard of this team that you're building here? And he's like, I don't know. And, uh, about 15 minutes beforehand during the game, he was running him out as his point guard and they had championship <laughs> aspirations. So I know. I'm not a big fan of Doc doing that because if you ask, like he's written Doc's been, been the whole season. Jake loves that Doc's been cringe. And then like it, we all had Philly winning the, or me and jo- Josh had Philly winning the championship. And now they lose and he's saying he can't be a championship point guard when he was the, I don't like it from Doc's perspective, but just talk about it, George. I, I'm going to agree with you there. I don't like anything Doc said. And he's done this before. He did it with Paul George last year. He did it with even Ty Lue saying, Paul like, Paul George is back on top. <laughs> back on top. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. He we'll said, to him later. He said, oh, Ty Lue is right next to me. You know, wait and see the difference. Ty Lue's in the conference finals. He's not. With PG, he's like, you know, just saying all this bad stuff. And then. He kind of just shelves the blame on other people. It's like, oh, I don't know if Ben Simmons can be a point guard. Then don't play him in crunch time. If you know he has offensive limitations, then don't play him. And Okay, but at the same time, I'm going to interrupt you here. Don't start Shake Milton's first minutes in the fourth quarter. I agree with like, that, too. And there's there's also blame earlier. on Doc. There's there's also blame on Doc because they blew a 26-point lead and like an 18-point lead. Are over there. Gosh, so, horrible rotations. So, yeah, there's, there's a little bit of blame on each other, but – there should be more accountability than like your head coach saying that I don't see Ben Simmons coming back after that or, or doc gets the boot, which would be interesting. No way. Just under five there's, years. there's no way I'm going to interrupt you again. Sorry. There's no way that they boot doc after one year, especially if they're going to look to trade Simmons. They're like Philly. I think especially with Daryl Morey, Daryl Morey is more focused on keeping his superstar happy. And now he's focusing because he did that with Harden for all of the 2010s. So now he, he kind of knows who he wants to keep is and be. That's the obvious answer. He's not going to fire the coach after one season because he got the latter end of a failed experiment. He's just going to ship. Where Simmons. Embiid was top three in MVP voting. Yeah. He's going to ship Simmons. He's going to keep doc. And then he's just going to try to figure it out from there. I don't think that firing doc is the answer. So two, uh, two things. One, did was Danny Green missed? <laughs> what? Was, what? His leadership? His, his defense? No, I, I, I like. I, I definitely think it was missed because now because Atlanta definitely took advantage of the fact that because Ben Simmons and Tease had the uh, duty of guarding Trey Young and they did very good in stopping Trey Young. We saw him light New York up. He did not do that too well except Game One. Uh, especially shooting wise he he struggled ben simmons blocked a lot of his open or his quote unquote open three pointers and then after that you don't really have any super strong defensive players so yeah they definitely missed danny green just because he's guarding kevin herter 
this game. George, it's a playoff podcast. If we go two hours, we go two hours. George, keep, you can be George, 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 you can leave, man. We'll finish it off. <laughs> but so uh, was it, it was it a successful season for the Nets? We didn't ask that. Uh, I'm, I don't. I'm just gonna say injuries because I don't want to go back. Was it a successful yeah, season like for uh, the Sixers? Who are you gonna start with here first? You want me to go? What well, you, you obviously want to go? I think it was. I think it was fairly successful. Look, when what I thought was next year would be their best year because they get you know a full year of like chemistry. They didn't really get a ton of it, but they'll be able to make moves, sign you know more ring chasers who could provide more. <coughs> Sorry, I don't know what. Happened. <laughs> who could provide? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I but they can add ring chasers and they could, you know, they have a Spencer's contract that they could trade and do all that. So I feel like next year was their better shot. I felt like this year would have been. Are we talking about Philly? Oh, he's George. on the Nets. He's on the Nets. He's on the Nets. Well, you said you didn't ask it earlier. Yeah. And I didn't want to go were, back. Oh, okay. I'll click I'll on it. Yes. Yeah, so well, hey, hey, he broke down the Nets one for us. Okay. Josh, start with the Sixers. I was getting pissed no. at you. I'm like, next year was going to no. be the Sixers year? No. Okay. I do want to say that they We're on Sixers now. Sixers, Sixers. They have bright spots. It wasn't a successful season just because of how high their expectations were, but they have bright spots. They know who they need to build around now. They have a perfect guy that they can ship for things that they actually need instead of just hoping Simmons and Embiid figure it out. They have a as much as as much as we don't really like him, they don't have a bad coach. They have Doc Rivers, uh, even though he's a name over value, a name over uh, production coach in terms of value. Uh, not successful just because, again, they had basic championship aspirations. Uh, and the NBA injury kind of hurt them a lot. Uh, I don't know what he's going to do in the offseason. Is he going to rehab it? Is he going to get surgery again? That's going to be that, – that'll be very interesting to see. They got a lot of work to do, and I don't think it was successful. But they did have bright spots. I don't think it was su- successful either. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. George Anthony said for the Sixers season. Mm, I don't think it was too successful, especially going out the way they did. Word up. Uh, yeah, to end this off, good for Nate McMillan, man. He had built this reputation that he's the first-round uh, coach. He just he gets the first-round nothing else. watch Giannis abuse the and Fox and his I, I Mickey Mouse run to the too, And he's proven it wrong. Nate McMillan Mickey is Mouse. one of the best coaches we have in the league. Uh, moving on. They're not going to the uh, – birds in five. Birds in six. Yeah, we'll get, we'll Mickey get to Mouse. It. It's this is Giannis's Mickey Mouse Clippers <laughs> basketball. All right, Clips beat the Jazz on that beautiful Friday. Friday that uh, we all went bowling. Uh, I still not been paid the twenty one dollars I am owed, but that that's life. Uh, I'll get it eventually. One thirty one one nineteen Clippers ball game. Take down the first seed at Utah Jazz. Go two and zero without Kawhi Leonard. That that's simply how it goes. Uh, Terrence Mann, this is the Terrence Mann game, 39 points, 35 before the fourth quarter. 15 to 21 shots, 7 to 10 for three. Terrence Mann, who the hell is breathing like that? Uh, I assume it's George. Paul George, 28 points on 24 shots, but just watching it out there, this wasn't a pandemic P game at all. He was out there. He, he was playing point guard for me. He was playing great. Bobby Schmurda, Reggie Jackson, 27 and 10. Everyone chipped in for this Clippers team, and they came back from a 27-point deficit. That's the biggest part here. I'm watching the game. I'm like, this is going seven. My Utah pick is still alive. And then I look like a goddamn fool. Uh, but this Clippers team did something I didn't think that it could do. It made me root for them. 
I'm watching Terrence Mann out there getting the crowd hyped up. And I'm just <laughs> loving it. I'm wanting the Clippers to win. I'm a die. I'm a diehard Lakers fan. I'm like Clippers and six. They can do this. Come on, let's get it done. I'll start with Josh. Let Let's talk Clippers first because it was a it was a good Clipper oh, game. Oh boy, boy! I don't want to talk about Utah. Thanks for giving <laughs> me the the better of the one. I know. I'll talk I'll about lie. Utah. I'll let George talk Clippers too. <laughs> lot, lot, lot. Shout out. Who would have thought that? them sticking with Nick Batum at center would work simply because Rudy Gobert <laughs> refuses to close out anybody in the corner. 63 fist, the 2K play caught run on Rudy Gobert every single play in the third quarter. Why is he helping? On a- ignited, <laughs> ignited the 20, like 26 point comeback. Absolutely crazy. I want to give big props to Paul George. I said it game uh, when... I said it. What I said in Game Four, I, or after we found out quite be after the series, I was like Paul George about to wake up, and I, I kind of said it half half satire, half real because I've as much as I don't really like the Clippers, I'm a, a big rooter for Paul George. I, I think I really liked his intensity as a pacer, and it continued. And one of the best comeback stories ever with the injury, he got it done. He he seems like he's really running this team. They really benefited from Terrence Mann, Bobby Schmurda, Reggie Jackson's got those goofy looking goggles and he's clapping in <laughs> Donovan Mitchell's face. Oh my gosh. And then Patrick Beverly's hitting happy go lucky three pointers over Rudy Gobert, icing on the cake. Uh, yeah, they played a, they didn't play a great game in the first half. And we kind of, I kind of was on the, th- like I saw Donovan Mitchell hit that like half court heave. And I was like, Oh, that's good. They just ran out of steam. Uh, but no, I think this, the I know you guys talked about the game five. That was probably the most pivotal win. It was really cool to watch. That's a really fun game six. That might be the most iconic Clipper game ever, like of all time. In the second half, eighty-one to forty-seven. That's Clippers. awesome. That's awesome. That, that's a beauty, and that's that's, that's awesome. the opposite of Doc Rivers. Most icon- most that, that, this is why the Clippers fans are yeah, having the best. Screw you, be- Doc. This, this is the be- okay. We'll get to the Suns game. <laughs> But this was probably, even with that loss, the best weekend in Clippers history because Doc Rivers (laughs) loses and they do what Doc Rivers always did, which was blow leads. They come back from a lead. They come back from a 27-point lead. So it it was a good weekend for Jay Guardhouses and Christian Reyes all over the globe. I think even Frankie the Ace posted on a story about the Clippers. Talk, George. What do Clippers? Uh, You want attention? Here you go. What what do you want to talk about, eh? Oh, I'm just – the way they attack Gobert was (laughs) – it was just funny. I mean, every single time down, like Reggie Jackson, Pat Bev, uh, Terrence Mann, no fear in attacking the three times. It was minus 24. Absolutely no fear in attacking the three-time defensive player of the year. And they were just – every time they went inside, they're like, oh, you think we're going to lay it up? Nope, we're kicking it out for three. And- okay, let me say this. There was fear in attacking him because they never took layups. They just let him – they just, he just had zero basketball IQ and kept they just open knew threes. they just knew he wasn't going to go outside and someone brought up a point like you know they can't really go small because it doesn't work either like they don't know how to play small like when favors was getting in he was just getting abused because they would drive in, in on him inside the whole time and Snyder really never went small a lot so it kind of felt like that once the clips knew what the the jazz were throwing out there that they could just attack it every single time rinse repeat and they were getting that in the second half. They were getting so many open corner threes because Gobert was just in the paint and not sliding out to the corner. So I want to kind of get your thoughts on that, Lehman. So it's very easy. You just 
knock Rudy Gobert over the head a few times with a stale baguette, and you tell him stay in the corner and guard Patrick Beverly because Beverly's not going to take him off the dribble. He 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 could he might try, but the main thing was just they were raining threes, and it was that same it was that left corner pocket, and they kept hitting those threes. Rudy Gobert keeps going to the paint because oh he's scared they're going to get a layup, but get they're not they're not interested in taking layups because they don't have like experienced guys on this team. Not they, only Paul George can really make up his mind the last second if he's going to take a layup or kick it. <laughs> Everyone who drives the Terrence Manns, the Reggie Jacksons, they go in there. They know I'm kicking this. So if, if Rudy half hedges and then stays in the corner, it just st- shuts the play down. But they, he didn't do that. So props on the Clippers for just doing that. Keep going to the corner and keep hitting those corner threes. So you, is that like an indictment on Snyder? For that's not, an indictment like, on Rudy Gobert winning. I'll say it. I'll finally say it. I'm done defending this. Mickey Mouse. I'm Mickey Mouse, Depoy. Let's go. I'm done def- I did yes. this whole year. I did the whole year. Yes. The whole year yes. I was like, nah. He's him, a historical Josh. defensive player. Him. He Well, I did go – one for four in my uh, my my semifinals predictions. Almost over if KD has size fifteen shoe instead of seventeen. So there's <laughs> getting me isn't a huge thing. I'm actually kind of a dumbass. I don't listen to anything I say. But right here, Rudy Gobert, he's not, he has no Smoking basketball IQ. No basketball IQ. Do you agree with me, George? That he can just kind of sit like he he could guard Pat Bev one on one. He just needs to stick there. There's Pat no Bev need for rim protection. Pat Bev is not blown by him. And on the off chance he does, Gobert has like an eight-foot wingspan. He'll block anything from that Pat Bev puts up. So it's just really – just it's just so stupid because, honestly, if you get them out on the perimeter, it's kind of like, yeah, try and drive. And Like you said, the only really versatile finisher now that Kawhi's hurt is PG. Like you live with – I mean, I guess maybe Terrence Mann because he was dunking all over Gobert, but you kind of live with, you know, Reggie Jackson attacking instead of him pulling up like he's Dame on the outside because he's been hitting it all series. And like you said, they want three. So I don't know why Rudy was like actively hurting them. If he goes on the outside, they don't get all those threes and come back. So it's just it's just that like he didn't even have to be special. He, he sits out on the corner and they win that game rather comfortably. Yeah, I mean. Well, well, we got more Clippers to talk about. So we'll shift to the Jazz. Uh, that's probably all the Clipper love we're going to give because they, they did lose to the Suns. But I'll start with you, Josh. Was it a successful season for the Jazz? <laughs> number number <laughs> no. one number one seed loses in six in the semifinals. No. So Donovan Clippers. Mitchell does this super awesome, cool thing uh, where he's all right in the playoffs. He still has doubters. And then he becomes <laughs> Michael Jordan in the playoffs. And the rest of his team absolutely sucks. It's so crazy. They blew a 3-1 lead in the bubble. They literally, they had, they played a team without their best player who, uh, and they had the chance to go up 3-2 at their home court. They didn't do it. They, they they sucked. All the games against Memphis, way too close. Honestly, that series could have been turned hindsight by us, but this that series could have been way more interesting if Dylan Brooks knew how to stay in the game in the fourth quarter. But beside that, not a successful season. They have a lot. They don't know what they're supposed to do. Do they re-sign Mike Conley? Now they know Rudy Gobert is just a Mickey Mouse, and now you have to play the baguette boy like $200 million to stand in the paint and forget about the corner. Uh they don't have any good wing defenders because Royce O'Neal evaporated. Oh, they the laughed board. at me for saying that in my prediction. I said the Clipper wings were going to feast. Because of Rudy Gobert, not because of <laughs> – Right, right. Not because right, Royce sure, O'Neal sure. doesn't clamp. 
Yeah, Royce O'Neal. Except for like, Wings were doing shoot around in the, the <laughs> left pocket yeah. corner. That, <laughs> yeah, that was that was horrible. Yeah, no, not successful because again, they. I just don't think this team has enough uh, firepower to make it to make a competitive run in the West, and it's been proven. Even though they got the first I agree. seed. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the only thing they have to do is just get a player like. Like Nick Batum, which you, I thought those joined. Jimmy Butler, just get Jimmy Butler. But they need a player. He will not play in Utah. <laughs> no because, way. Because now that Quinn Snyder, I, which I hope they don't fire him. Quinn Snyder's a great coach. I really hope they don't fire him, but they might panic and do it. Uh, and if so, that's on Rudy Gobert's. The blood is on his hands, and it would be the second biggest biggest knockout against him. First one be ending the season because of COVID. But they need to get a player that – now that Quinn Snyder has the balls to bench Rudy Gobert to shift into the small ball five. Yep. And I think that's really the only main thing because their backup center is Derek Favors. And he's is Derek Favors not that guy? He's not that guy, huh? <laughs> Derek Favors has never been that guy ever. He's 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 not that guy. Maybe pal. coming he's out not. of college, George. Yeah, yeah. I'll wrap us up here really quickly. I, I agree. The first <laughs> okay, if you can hear me, that was the first time you cut off. <laughs> He said, I think he said, I agree. Not successful season for Utah. I'm not going to harp on the points I already harped on. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. We got a lot to talk about Utah as well. Cause now we've seen both number one seeds. I'm really interested in what they do with Bojan. But uh, beside that, yeah, we'll have to see. Utah, a lot of stuff talk about in the off season. Let's move on more Clippers. Uh, they lose to the Suns. The NBA will not give the Clippers a two-day rest. They said they the whole, ever since start of the playoffs they haven't they have game rest game rest not a two-day no two days uh, two so. seven game series oh not two seven game but yeah well because their opponent keeps taking care of business no easy. rest for the wicked <laughs> yeah um so I think they came out they played all right uh, they lose to the Suns one twenty one fourteen Phoenix no CP three and the Clippers no Kawhi obviously still uh, Booker forty thirteen and eleven. Big, big boy. And then Aiden, he did not get play off the floor. Uh, played 36, uh, had 20 points. Again, staying very efficient. What did you see? Uh, what kind of differences did you see watching this game than when you're watching them against the Jazz? The well, Clippers one, settings? the Suns have Mikel Bridges and Jay Crowder. I think Paul George hates Jay Crowder. And Mikel <laughs> Bridges is a very great, very good defender. Um, and again, the the big issue, I mean, obviously besides Chris Paul's impact, um, they still have the same amount of energy because campaign just came back, came in, and like he he didn't do Chris Paul things, but he did enough. And I'm really confused as to why they didn't have Paul George guard Devin Booker. I know it's asking a lot of Paul George, but again, it's the conference finals, and right now he's your best player. He I gotta give him a pass on that one. I think, the, the yeah. way, especially with this no rest, he did especially for game one. It's because they have guys. I mean, I mean, they had Morris on them. So. Yeah, yeah, but I'm yeah, gonna. But, but to be fair, but again, if Paul George gets some Paul George stops on Devin Booker, they win this game and they steal Game One in Phoenix. That's a complete monument. That's a monumental shift in the series, especially for a team that still doesn't have Kawhi Leonard. We don't know when he's gonna be back. They're fully expect like any win. Any opportunity they can get to get like a scrappy win, they definitely should have taken. Like Booker literally had a triple double. He shot over 50%. Paul George, even like two, three shots don't fall, and Booker shoots like 44%. They win the game. Uh, 
But but you're forgetting play. it's it's the Tyloo feel out games one and two. <laughs> like, they, they but, were they're never going to win Clip, this one. But the Clippers don't have like the loaded roster without Kawhi to do that feel out game. Obviously, that's not their fault. They played Demarcus Cousins a lot, which I kind of liked because he kind of feasted. Uh, they kind that kind of forced Aiton to stay on the court because. Uh, your backup center is Dario Saric. <laughs> but, uh, the lunch pail kid. This this uh these this series is very even because the they don't have their like most veteran, you I guess you could say like their superstar. Stabilizer. Yeah, basically the guy that make prevents any collapses from happening. Uh, but they still have Paul George, Sev Devin Booker. This is gonna be a very fun series. I'm not gonna take uh Phoenix as m- lopsided as you i think this could go six seven i'm leaning more towards six because i don't know how long chris paul is going to be out and i definitely think that uh the suns might hurt a lot without chris paul stabilizing them especially um in the Clippers stadium who by the way first conference finals ever for the franchise staple center is going to be bumping the way staple center is normally bumping when the lakers are playing it's going to be interesting so yeah, we could definitely group uh, this game one with the uh, the preview of the series. So I yeah, I have Suns in five. I I just I think they're a different animal than anything they've played, and they're That's they're fair. my they're my uh, championship pick. I I have I okay. have CP three finally getting a ring, which I uh, mean, I, I be also so beautiful. Too. Um, and that's I wouldn't mind of either of these teams winning. Yeah, yeah, honestly, that, that that'd be rooting for the Clippers, man. It, I love, I like this. Team I, I do want to say you should probably apologize right now for saying to us um, that you can almost one hundred percent guarantee the NBA Finals team that wins the championship would be coming out of the East. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it, I think George said it too, but George doesn't have to apologize because everything he says is kind of dumb. I have a reputation to uphold. Um, oh, thank God he's back now. <laughs> uh, but I, I it will not be. Is it? Don't is it like guarantee 60-40? anything, man. Is it sixty forty that it comes out of the West? It's, or, it's like seventy thirty, man. Because well, I think it's whoever doesn't get injured. It's whoever doesn't get injured. That's simply either what it team is. beats the Hawks. I, Are we I doubting the Bucks? Shut, shut up! Shut up! George, no, shut up! It's a Mickey shut Mouse. Up. And finals run right now. You're simply the doubting Bucks. the Bucks when you shouldn't be. Cash money bails them out in the first round. Second round, the entire Nets franchise gets hurt, including Steve Nash's ego. And then they play the Hawks. The Hawks. Mickey Mouse. Anyways, let's so keep going on. We're running pretty heavy, uh, and we're going to be talking about this for a lot. So, George, what's your prediction? I got Suns in five. I had I put Suns in six. I'm going to say six, but it could definitely go seven. Josh and I are in agreement here. Oh, you know what that means. What the six, to, the six to seven, or the Suns and six? Well, first off, you know I love fluctuating the number of games, but no, I have Suns and six. Okay. Why are you? Uh, you you sound like you're whispering ask, sweet nothings I, to me. I, I, I want to <laughs> ask just a real quick percentage because we kind of talked about all the points, and you weren't there for the the thing. So for the preview, so I don't want anybody to repeat anything. Um, so I'll ask you this, George: Is there a chance that the Clippers can make it to the finals? And if so, how how big is that percent? Yeah, they they can obviously make it. Uh, making it to the finals, hmm. oh, I'm gonna God, put, he's getting a calculator. <laughs> no, I mean they can make it, but Being without stats. Kawhi, it makes it a little bit more tough. But I could go. I could say like forty five to fifty. I think I think they have a pretty even shot wow. at it. That's, so you, that's big. I don't that's want any. I don't want any Mickey predictions, Josh. 
Suns and what? Not six to seven. <laughs> no, my Suns and six. I said okay. it could go. It easily go seven. It could easily. George, play. I assume you have seven because you have a fifty-fifty. Yeah. Okay, so Suns and so five, he just, six. He just and went seven. from Suns and six to Suns and seven. I, I no, but I wanted to push it back because I do think they have a really good shot. And if I could convince him to go Clippers and four, if I get in his head enough, we no, don't no, have no. enough time. We <laughs> don't have enough time okay. on the podcast. Okay. So. Now, you're, now you're speaking. Great now game one though from the Suns, and yeah, game ball. I, Devin Booker, obviously great his game. First like triple double. Like you said, campaign came in there. It was like a, it's he CP three times five. He's campaign fifteen. He's beautiful. I love campaign. Can I can I do can I do say something about my preview though? I'm gonna keep yes, it yes. at Suns and six. But if Chris Paul doesn't play in that game six, it has to go seven. They don't win in LA without Chris Paul. I yeah I I agree. But I have it going five anyway. So <laughs> doesn't matter. All right. The stupid Mickey Mouse series. I'm so upset the series exists. Bucks, Bucks, Hawks. Bucks, Hawks, Bucks, Hawks, Bucks, Adam Hawks. Silver. Yeah, Adam Silver. Worst idea you could ever do. ATL versus the Cheese. Ooh, I'm excited. Uh, George, the Bucks guy. We made it. We made it, George. Oh, okay. This is going to be a little <laughs> bit hot, but uh, I got Bucks in five games. Well, I, I, I got the Birds in five. Or in six, not five. Oh, this is, I, this, I got I got the birds in six. This is such a Mickey Mouse series. I don't want to really take time. I think the Bucks sweep them. I'm not even joking. I like. I'm, oh, you this, got, this, oh, no, this, no, no, this, no, no. This is horrible. Like I know the Bucks barely beat off beat off the Nets, but like, oh man, if the if they don't have Herder or Reddish, who's guarding Chris Middleton? Kevin Herter? <laughs> what do you? Or Hunter, I mean. I'm, I'm no, a, I was Chris a lot more Middleton. scared of Toby than Chris Middleton. And Drew now they, they, they already took care Drew of him. Uh, Drew Holiday scares me. Drew Holiday scares the hell out of me. Drew Holiday's going to clamp up Trey Young just as good as Ben Simmons did. They don't lose any defense. No. I don't think Clint Capella can guard anybody that's athletic. And Giannis is literally the definition of athletic. You simply told me for three months you agreed Sixers are a better version of the Bucks, and they just beat the Sixers. Okay, I I did say that. I did, say that. I, did, I did say that. I did say that. I did say that. What do you think but I'm on birds? I can't see them. I just can't see them in the finals. Like I just can't. You and can I know that it. might that might bite Mickey? me in the butt. That might bite me in the butt. But I'm gonna go bolder than George. I think the Bucks like sweep them. Like I don't. I don't know. No, I, I thought my Nate McMillan de- five pick was a Nate, little bit hot. Jeez. Nate McMillan, Nate McMillan definitely has the. It either goes Bucks four or like Hawks and seven. There's no in between. They either There's Bucks not, take care of them Hawks the way six. they're supposed to, Hawks or the Hawks six. barely Hawks gave them up. On the ATL Fortress, that's how it's going. Quavo's gonna dap up Trey Young, and then Giannis is gonna score fifty. I had keys to the series. And he's going to make some stupid amigo We're running jokes, late. The stupid we, dad jokes. I'll make sure on the Tuesday's pod, because I, I believe we're going to get uh, – I think it's on Tuesday. I don't know for sure, though. When we actually cover that game one, we'll talk about this a lot because we're kind of moving on pretty quick here. But it's a series for so far this it, It'll All be right. Wednesday, but we can do it on Tuesday. Okay, see, so yeah, we'll, pre- we'll be preview on, on Thursday, uh, Tuesday. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on from uh, – yeah. Our our recap. Mm, yeah. <laughs> happy <laughs> happy Fada's day. Um Kemba Walker trade. We'll just go over this very briefly. Something that all three of us have been dying for. Brad Stevens' first move as GM. Kind of a heater, kind of stepping up. Probably the biggest move they've made since uh I'd probably say the Tatum trade. So 
I, mean, I was gonna they, say Kyrie, but go off. Okie doke, Aaron Chokey. Uh, so Thunder receive Kemba Walker, the 16th pick in this draft. They now have, I think, four first rounders uh, and a 2025 second rounder for Al Horford, big Moses Brown, and a 2023 second round pick. So it's mostly centered around Kemba and a first for Al Horford and Moses Brown. So Celtics get big and the point guard rehabilitation. Holy shit. Oh my God. Yeah. The point guard program for that in OKC continues. Um, <laughs> I, we'll start. Who's the winner of this trade, Josh? Boston, if they can get a point guard in the free agency. <laughs> and is that because of shedding Kemba Walker's contract to save 10 mil? Is that because they get Al Horford back, who is pretty good with them and is, has beautiful eyes? Or is it because they get a prospect in Moses Brown? Do you wow? Way to name all three reasons they won the trade. I said which one's the biggest. Oh, which one's the biggest? Um, see, it depends on who they get for a point guard. Because if they can get a point guard that can compete right now, it's Al Horford. That's the real reason they won. Uh, but I'm gonna say right now they just got rid of Kemba Walker and they got a good haul for him. I think that's the big thing. Kemba Walker yeah. wasn't really fitting with their team. Uh, he wasn't really meshing to be like a true pass first guard. So I think they did good here by getting rid of the amount of money they uh, owed. him. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we, it's not a good sign when uh, the coach becomes the GM and the first movie he makes is to trade you. So pray for Kemba, uh, poor guy, but he'll, he'll be, he'll play half a season. OKC, And then some poor team will take a flyer on him. Just like Lakers did, but then a shooter and it won't work out, but they'll get a first round pick for Kemba Walker. So all, all, all ends well. George, uh, biggest winner of this trade? Yeah, I guess I'll go with Boston. I mean, I don't even know what Oklahoma's doing, like acquiring 20 they got a first. picks. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, they're going to need, they better hope that like a disgruntled star asks out soon because they can't, they can't take, they can't draft all those guys. <laughs> they won't have room on their roster. So they're keeping a pulse on Carl Anthony Towns. No that's cap. what that's what a lot of people are saying. They better hope he asks out soon because I mean it's going to turn into like a, a college team. <laughs> I'd kill myself if I was Carl Anthony Towns and I asked out of Minnesota and they sent me to Oklahoma. <laughs> but him and Shea, baby, <laughs> he's got his best friend he's as got a Daniel Russell and Anthony Edwards and gun shooter Malik Beasley. I don't think Shea Gilgis Alexander is the sole reason he wants to go there. Yeah, this is probably the worst trade for. This is probably a horrible. Probably the worst year to see some Sam's press season to start collecting these first rounders. I just don't not know a, what like his end not a great is. look. I just I, I don't know. I don't think he knows. I think he's just collect because I mean you look at this on paper. Sam Presti, you, Danny Ainge 2.0. They yes, yes, 100 percent They they had in 2.0 because he's collecting even more assets like than Danny oh. Ainge would. Oh. And he hasn't drafted a Tatum yet. But because if you're time. a team, if listen, like if you're a team with a star and you see all those picks. What's what's keeping you from asking for like six or seven firsts? I mean, we saw Drew go for four. Now what if last he builds year? a big three, like in 08? <laughs> what happens? What happens then? Then we give him praise, but right now thirty it's for thirty, stupid, <laughs> stupid. I like. What, I don't what, know. If, uh, maybe I'm just a bigger Moses Brown that guy than everyone else, but I think that's the. I think that's the biggest loss for the Thunder. Nobody's a bigger guy. And dude, he was on such a he was on such a cheap (laughs) yeah UCLA alum. He was on such a cheap contract. He was like he had like four years on like four mil. He had nineteen rebounds in the first half, and they just shipped it. That's you. You don't want to trade away young assets when you're rebuilding. It's just dumb. It was dumb. 
Yeah, so we'll, we'll, I think we'll get into that more with both of theirs because I'm kind of curious on what they do with uh, Tristan Thompson now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, just want to cover that. Now, real quick, to end this off, we got a little game brought to you by Josh Rhodes uh, for Father's Day. It's not Father's Day anymore. We went over midnight, but sue us. Happy Father's Day. Who's your daddy, Josh? Explain the game. All right, so the game is called Who's Your Daddy? Uh, we, I guess we can go into it more. I guess we probably should have slowed the recap a bit so we can go into this more. But basically, there are 12 teams out now because we are down to four uh, teams left in the NBA playoffs. So Who's Your Daddy? Basically, the number one reason why each of these teams got eliminated, uh, we don't really have to go into detail. You can just say like one statement or like a single word. Uh, we'll just go down the list. Lehman gave me a list of the order that the teams got eliminated. Uh, and so we'll just go down the list. Sound good with everybody? Couldn't sound better. All right. George, I'll start with you. The Miami Heat. What was the number one reason the Miami Heat lost? Who was their daddy? Um, Let's see here. Mike, away from the mouth, please. A little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting seduced. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jimmy, unfortunately. Oh, all right. Uh, Lehman. Uh, Kelly Olenek. They make the finals, trade him out in the first round. Not a coincidence. Not a coincidence. <laughs> I'm going to say Tyler Hero uh, for that one. Nah, me and my homies hate Tyler Hero right now. Uh, Washington Wizards, I guess we'll just go the same order, George. Um, COVID. Okay. Lehman. Popcorn. Uh, I'm going to say Russell Westbrook, the only right answer. Of course you there. were. Of course. I should have seen uh, his coming. I should have seen my coming. Memphis Grizzlies, George. Mm, inexperience. Good one. Lehman. Uh, they got swept by Donovan Mitchell. So Donovan Mitchell. They lost in five. They got swept by Donovan Mitchell. He didn't play game one. So Donovan Mitchell is not his daddy. I'm going to say Dylan Brooks' uh, relationship with the referees. That's <laughs> Dylan Brooks' stupid <laughs> crab hands. That's what I <laughs> uh, George, Boston. Health. Actually, that's going to be it for a lot of people. But uh, Danny Ainge, roster construction. Okay. Lehman. Uh, having to play any center besides Robert Williams III. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Deuce Tatum not being allowed in the uh, <laughs> Brooklyn Arena. All right. Uh, George, New York Knicks. That should be interesting. They're fans. Somebody. <laughs> Trey Young. <laughs> Thank goodness. I, I really didn't want to he, say that. He's but, simply their, he's their daddy. Their fans say, poked the bear too bad. I'm going to say uh, Julius Randle's decision-making. Uh, Portland, George. Um, let's see. CJ McCollum. Uh, that done dirty, Lehman. Uh, the uh, seventeen shots that everyone besides Damian Lillard missed in the double OT <laughs> in Denver. Um, mine is gonna be Enos Cantor's inability to get uh, Yusuf Nurkic to participate in Ramadan. Uh, he really needed that weight loss and get that. Uh, Lakers, George. Shooting, shooting, and shooting. Okay. The uh, Lakers' daddy is Solomon Hill. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, Kyle Kuzma. 
Kuzmicki. All right, Dallas Mavericks, George. Somebody say, somebody say the obvious one, please. Luca getting tired. Okay. Luca is the Mavericks' daddy. We're seeing everything they're doing. <laughs> like, like he literally runs them. He, Luka Doncic is the Mavericks' daddy, and he happens to play for the Mavericks. Say, no, was that the obvious one you're thinking of? Or? No, no. Oh, it's Porzingis. It's Porzingis. Porzingis and Dorian Finney-Smith both Ooh, getting started. Finney-Smith played good. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard broke records against Finney Smith. All right, moving on to the second round, George Nuggets. Um, their backcourt consisting of two janitors. Yeah, mm-hmm. ice cold Austin Rivers <laughs> <laughs> couldn't hit a goddamn thing if it was uh, two minutes left in the fourth. The vaccination card Michael Porter Jr. had to forge. <laughs> There's only it. one shot that you'll see uh, him not take. Jazz, uh, George. <laughs> Should we all say it on three? Should we all say it on three? Yeah, on three, everybody. <laughs> on One, three. two, three. Rudy, Rudy Gobert. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, man. I, I hate him so much. Uh, Brooklyn Nets, George. Come um, on, James Come Harden on, being man. out of shape. And, and with one leg. Oh man, <laughs> Lehman. Whoever the hell Katie's dad is and his big ass feet. That that's. <laughs> Mama Durant's uh, husband. <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, Steve Nash having the Bud IQ at the end of the game. Uh, and last but not least, Philadelphia George. That fraud Australian point guard. <laughs> Lehman. Ben Simmons social anxiety. I'm gonna say Tobias Harris uh, stopping his uh, <laughs> his post playoff. Uh, Methods. They just stopped yelling at him. He goes, he he, he's like, I can't take it anymore. So he got too complacent. He won around. He's like, I don't All need right. it anymore. Well, I mean, that was a fun segment. It was probably a limited time Father's Day. We probably won't do it for the uh, the other teams. But again, uh, yeah, a lot of reasons, a lot of injuries. I know we didn't really mention it too much, but yeah, uh, always a fun segment. Lehman, back to you, I guess, for the end of it. I'm going to call it. I'm going to go ahead and call it. Uh, that's going to do it for tonight's episode. As always, who's your daddy? That was a fun little thing. Thanks, Josh Rhodes, for that one.H, uh, but thanks for watching or listening. Uh, like, be sure, make sure to follow us at THHoopers, Instagram, and Twitter if you're watching on YouTube and seeing uh, not George's face, but our, our faces. Uh, go ahead and subscribe, comment, all that fun stuff. Uh, but, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for being an OG, and everyone take care.